Welcome to episode 16 of Getting Real About. Today, Nadia and Stacy are talking about what mindset means and why it is so important. They'll cover things about how mindset impacts marriages, parenting, and relationships. They're going to share their own struggles, as well as how they are continuing to build a strong mindset of their own. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Getting Real About Mindset. I am Nadia Bosch. I am a Mill Creek pastor, and that's actually a new position for me. I'm not going to go into all that right now, but it's pretty exciting. I have three kids, a teenager that has been challenging my parenting skills, a 12-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy. So we've got a house full of kids. I'm a full-time teacher, high school teacher, and involved in the church um, for the past, I don't know, 12 years, something like that. And um, I am a health and fitness accountability coach, and I love talking about this topic of mindset. And I am here with one of my great friends and mentors, Stacy Philpot. Welcome. I am so excited to be here. And I'm just grinning from ear to ear because <clears throat> Nadia is all of those things. She's being a little bit humble. I mean, she when she says she does these things, she's not just adding things to her resume. She owns all of those roles and does it extremely well. I, I'm honored to be listed as one of your friends and especially as a mentor because you influence me greatly. Thank um, you. Shucks. I don't like all that. I don't like all that, but that's okay. I'll I've got it. four adult children, uh, 27, 25, 21 and 19. And for the first time I get to announce, I have a beautiful grandson Aww. who is four days old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that you've been waiting for. I have been waiting. He was due on Christmas day. And so we have all of these, uh, grandparent things that say grandma and grandpa 2021. We have some coffee mugs, grandma and grandpa 2021. <laughs> and he came January 3rd, oh 2022. So oh I think I'm gosh. just going to take a Sharpie. Yes. And I think that's a great, idea. <laughs> it'll be a great birth story. Yeah. Be innovative. Well, I'm gonna, we're just going to jump right into mindset. You know, that I have been working on my own mindset over time. And as I've been working on it, it's just become such a huge like eye opener for me of how much our mindset ha affects the entire absolutely the entirety of our life from our job to our family to our friendships relationships and all those things so that kind of leads me into why is working on your mindset so mm -hmm. important so i'm going to i'm going to talk about that for a second because Perfect. working on your mindset is so important because you cannot move forward in your life. You literally can't move forward in your life if you don't have a growth mindset. If you mm -hmm. don't believe in yourself, you don't think you can, you don't, um, you, you talk to yourself down, talking about I can't do this or that or whatever, or I don't look good in this. It all comes back to mindset and our faith. I mean, our faith is directly correlated with our mindset and what we believe and what we put our energy into. And it all comes back to mindset, our marriages or relationships, our kids. It is what I just think is the most crucial thing to work on so that the whole picture of your life comes together. That is so good. And ironically, and God is so good in the way that he um, just puts pictures and visuals and gives us actual metaphors in our life. But 
<clears throat> having just witnessed the birth of my grandson. And for all of you ladies out there that have experienced childbirth, I have experienced obviously giving birth, but this is my first time witnessing it. And um, I don't, I will try not to be graphic at all, but if you have gone through childbirth, you know that, um, well, not everybody, but the majority of people have experienced that, that time when you're pushing and you feel, I mean, you are giving it all and you feel like there is nothing happening. And, um, you know, people are saying, good job, good job. And, and even as I was witnessing my daughter, I'm thinking, is anything happening? Is anything moving forward? And, you know, she had to for quite some time, mm -hmm. which was really hard to, I didn't luckily, but I know I've heard stories where many women did yeah. and you get discouraged and thinking, is this even doing anything? And so when you were saying that, you know, we cannot move forward without having the right mindset in every aspect of our life, it gave me that picture of, I mean, it, she birthed life mm -hmm. by continuing to stick with it. She couldn't give up, even though she could not feel the effects of baby moving forward. She couldn't see the effects of mm -hmm. baby moving forward, but she had to keep putting in the yeah. work to produce life. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so huge. And I mean, we're talking about mindset and we're talking about this moving forward, but some people go, well, what is mindset anyways? What does that even mean? And I just used a word a second ago, growth mindset. So to d dig into that just a little bit for those of you who might not know what it really means to, um, what does your mindset mean? Growth mindset means you believe that you can change. Mm -hmm. You believe that you can get stronger, you can become more skilled, that you could actually change your life from poverty to you know, abundance, from, from greed to generosity. Like you have to believe in mm -hmm. yourself versus a fixed mindset, which many, many of us, I think our, our generation and, and older, it's like, People say, well, you're naturally gifted and that's you're talented at that thing. And you somebody, mm. someone can't get better at baseball. Like that, that's their talent that they have, and no one else can get that good. Or you believe I can only get this good and I'll never get any better. I can never change. That's a fixed mindset that has absolutely been blown research-wise out of the water mm -hmm. because our brain is so God made it yes. so amazing and he, and he knows that we can grow and change and improve so um that idea of moving forward however that looks even in childbirth telling yourself i got this i can do yes. this i mean it, it it's every aspect of our life so for you i mean you're you've worked on your own mindset too i mean just watching you grow over the years what do you how have you worked on that like what well, is and as you've experienced too <clears throat> You know, there's kind of ebbs and flows. And I read recently, um, just talk, it was about parenting and that it, you're never done and you can always, t tomorrow is still a new start, no matter where you are. Like as a mom, at times I have felt like such a failure. Mm -hmm. um, just the other day I was writing in my journal, Lord, please help me to be a better mom, a better wife. Again, my kids are all adults and uh, my husband and I have been married for 12 years. I, so I've actually been married twice. I, I've, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how great I or not great I am at it. And I'm asking God, you know, help me to be better. How have I not figured this out? But yet tomorrow is still a new start. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, okay, I can, 
um, I can do better. I can do better. And not just, I'm never going to try that again. Right. I mean, uh, ladies, how many diets? Mm-hmm. How many? Um, I'm going to, when I go to bed, tomorrow is always going to be the best day of the rest of my life right. because everything is going to be great. Well, and that's when you say that, I talking about new things, new challenges every day. Yes. I just got done reading um, Parenting teens, teens with Love and Logic. And one of the comments in there is, You've never parented a teen before. Yes. Like it's the first time I've ever parented a team, a teen. So how in the world would I expect to right. be perfect at this? How sure, you've the... been a teen, yeah. but you it's... weren't in charge of yourself. Yeah. Well, you were, but not. <laughs> yeah. And we could either sit and go, I'm never gonna get good at this, uh-huh. or we could say, Okay, what can I learn? How can I get better? Yeah. What can I do? So but would would you agree though? Because one thing I have witnessed for you, so Gosh, has it been about two years that you really took charge of um, your nutrition Mm -hmm. and um, just being healthy physically, mentally? About two years? Yeah. Since I got back into it. There's a whole backstory before that. Right, right, right. Um, And, well, I've kind of forgotten my question of what I was going with that. But, uh, oh, I know there really is something that clicks. So for right now, um, I'm doing whole 30. Mm -hmm. I've done it a couple of times, um, in my life before. And one time I did it really well, but not, not exactly how it's supposed to be done. And then I've done what I developed as dirty 30. So, you know, (laughs) I've heard of this before. Whole 30 with, with some perks, you know, I could still have some of those fun things. Yeah. And there is literally something that has to click in your mindset of, okay, no, I, I can do this. This mm-hmm. is, I'm not complaining about it. Right. I actually look forward to the meals that I'm preparing. Um, so when you started that a couple of years ago, what, what do you think happened? Because this wasn't the first time yeah. you've tried to get yeah. in shape and yeah. what happened? Well, a little bit of backstory. I mean, when I went to the military, I was, uh, you know, we worked out, got in shape, all these things and, and getting, working out was really important to us. It was part of our life, my husband, John and I for a long time, but we really were always focused on going to the beach and looking good in a swimsuit. Mm. And it really wasn't ever about, and this came from even in high school, it was never really about being healthy. It was about looking good. Mm. And so if your why is superficial like that if your why is like oh you know I just I think I should eat better and you don't really have a deeper understanding of what your why is those habits won't stick the mindset won't shift it won't click over so when I got back to it I did start because John and I had gone through some very many years of a really really hard time and he was um, drinking and we had all sorts of things going on and he was finally sober actually when I started, he was already sober for about a year, but I hadn't started taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I originally did start going, Oh my gosh, I got to fit in my pants again. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not buying new pants. I'm a, if you don't know me, I don't like to spend a ton of money on stuff like that. So I I get the sales rack. So it's like getting my pants. Well, the thing that clicked was that when I, um, reconnected with my high school friend selena who was supposed to be here but we had a miscommunication she couldn't make it but she will get her on here she um and i connected and one of the things that she recommended was i started doing personal development reading oh my gosh i haven't read for myself you know i've read an occasional entertainment book here and there over the years but i honestly 
probably 10 years since I really picked up a book and like read to feed my mind. Even though I was teaching this stuff at school, leadership, servant leadership, all of these things, I wasn't really feeding my mind with what I needed. And so as soon as I started personal development and committing to reading things that were in line with the things I wanted to see in my life, that's when it came together. And I, at the end here, I'll give you some, a list of some of the books that I would recommend Mm -hmm. to get started, but it's, it's like, it opens your mind to the awareness of just like reading the Bible, you'll read Mm -hmm. a passage and you'll go, Oh my gosh, God, you were talking to me in that passage. And that's what reading personal development does goes, Oh my gosh, I need, I need a why bigger than, bigger than my pants. Yes. yes. Maybe smaller than my pants. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where, that's where it clicked for me is getting in that personal development and, um, everything you read, your brain is a muscle. I mean, it's an organ, but I treat it like a muscle because if you don't work it out with its own weights, which reading, talking, listening to podcasts, feeding it with positive, positive messages. If you don't work it, it won't work for you. So it's really, well, and you know, we always hear that we only use such a small Mm -hmm. percentage of the brain that God has given Mm -hmm. us. And uh, I just, again, I always like visuals. And so I'm thinking, okay, I have a beautiful home. It's about 2,100 square feet and I, I love it. I love each room. I love decorating. Could you imagine if in your house and you and John just moved into Mm -hmm. a very beautiful, large, unique home with a ton of great character. If you're like, we've got this great house, but we're just going to live in the living room. We're going to do everything in the living room. We're going to just, and you've got this huge home. And why wouldn't you try to develop the whole house, the property the and God has given us this brain why wouldn't we try to use it to the best of our ability and i that i think that we get so stuck in these terms mindset or you know instead of really thinking about like you just said the brain Mm -hmm. is this amazing intricate organ that we have that we will never even on this earth while we're here no matter how how hard we work we probably will never fully tap our own potential but why not try Right. And I just made me think of the, the post that I made today about, um, you know, God wanting us to be perfect and live perfectly. And I put in my post that this had come up in the marriage retreat that we were just at, that God wants us to live godly. Will we ever be perfect? No, but why not try? Right. Why not try? And that's what happens when we try to maximize our mindset and work on it. We are going to live a life we cannot even imagine. Well, and especially as followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. if we, if our faith is really what we say mm-hmm. it is and that we know and trust that his word is true and that he says, I can do me personally, I can do all things through Christ right. who strengthens me. Wh- why, why wouldn't I believe yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I just, I think we let those things go and we don't really ingest them to you know, our own full potential. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I, like I said, this is such a interesting, fascinating topic for me because the capabilities of our brain and that God gave us this amazing thing. There's no, anyway, yeah, I just, I could go on all day about how impressed and amazed I am. Yes. Um, so you've been working, I mean, you said, you know, diets, this and that, but you know, it's not all about a diet and it's about (laughs) taking care of yourself and it's about lifelong habits. So speaking of 
mindset? I mean, what, what are the things that you do to make sure, because you are so positive. I know not always. Not always. But to other people, to the people around you, your family, you have such a positive mindset. How do you? Well, interestingly enough, again, um, talking about personal development. Um, so some of it came from influence. Um, my dad, who I just recently lost last year in September, which is so hard, but he was an amazingly positive. I always said he was annoyingly positive. You know, there were times that I'd kind of want to complain about someone or a situation and he'd be like, well, honey, you know, you don't know what they were coming from. Right. You don't know what they experienced yesterday and, and you don't know what they're dealing with in their life. And it's like, can I not just complain for two yeah. seconds? You know, let me vent. Yeah. Um, and then when I graduated from high school, he gave me the book Power of Positive Thinking. And he said, you know, and, and again, I, I he already led that example for mm -hmm. me. And so I think I was pretty positive just growing up. Yeah. But I remember him saying, you know, life can be hard. It's not always easy. You're going to have situations in your life that are, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with hard, some hardships. But if you have a positive attitude, it can make a huge difference yeah. and it can make a ton of things easier. Now, again, I have not always done well with that but I've probably read that book four different times mm -hmm. in my life yeah. and I did give it to each of my kids I don't know if they've read it <laughs> yeah that's okay it's the influence <laughs> right, one day, right right one day that yes. seed has been planted and it will be there and that is the cool thing about you know our position but any position what I teach at school is that if you have a relationship with another human being you're in a, a position of leadership and influence. How are you going to use it? Mm -hmm. So I just, that's one thing. Um, you know, when I think about mindset, I think about goals and you are all about goals. Um, so what would, how would you encourage um, myself and anyone else listening of, you know, how to not get discouraged yeah. when you're, when you set a goal and then you failed it yeah. and, and how do you pick it back up? What, how, what would you suggest? Well, I suggest first, rethinking about failure because failure is an opportunity for growth, right? People think failure, right. like I'm not good at it. I never will be again. That's that fixed mindset. So trying to retrain your brain to think about failure as an opportunity to move and improve and grow and move forward. But I have gone from, there's so much on goals and set these big, huge goals so that you'll attain them and then set these types of goals and those types of goals. And I read this book recently called mini habits and it's like literally maybe a hundred pages. It's really short. It talked about creating goals that are so stupid simple that you could... Like, for example. For example. So his example is that he wanted to work out for 30 minutes a day. Over the years, right, he was overweight, he was unhealthy, and it was like always this 30-minute th goal in his mind that he had to hit. Well, he, came, he went to a conference, and basically it came out of it saying, why don't I just do one push-up? What if I could do one push-up a day? So that's, he set his goal, one push up a day. Well, usually what happens with your brain is that once you do the one thing, it leads into the next thing, right? Well, you, you're already down there on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> you're you go down there. again, you got to get back up. So one leads into five, five leads into 10. And at the same time, if you don't meet, or if you don't, you know, you don't get the 10, like he remembered one night in bed, he didn't get his one push up. He flipped over in bed, did his one push up, mm. hit his goal. Tell your brain, I succeeded. Wow. Do something that you can succeed at. So people will go, oh, I got to get up a half hour earlier. That's what I started doing. Or I thought when I first started working uh -huh. out, oh, I got to get a half, half hour earlier. 
I was already getting up at like 5.30. And to me, that was like as early as I could possibly that get up. That is early. It is. And you know, I get up way earlier mm-hmm. than that now. Yes, you do. But in, so instead of doing the 30 minutes earlier, I decided to do, and this is a little bigger, but I decided to do a 20 minute workout because I told myself I've done it before. I can do it again. 20 minutes. Who doesn't have 20 minutes? I can do 20 minutes. So I got the 20 minutes in, but even before that, some of the mini goals would be set your workout clothes out. I mean, if you're really just getting back into it and we're talking about, you know, working out, but you're just put them out. If they're on the floor in front of you in the morning, you might put them on. You might go for a walk. You might just watch me. I work out from home and watch, you know, I have an online on demand subscription. So you might just watch the workout. That might be the goal. So once you tell, once your brain has that success, then it'll want more and mm-hmm. more and more. And you'll want, you know, you'll like, like you just said, you're down doing one. Why not do five? Right. Why not do 10? Can I do 10 minute walk? Sure. Why not 15 minutes? So set goals, but they do need to be specific. A lot of people, we were just talking about yeah. this upstairs. Yeah. A lot of people set goals that are like, well, I want to work out for 30 minutes. Well, when, where, how, you know, what's, what type of workout? What is it? So instead kind of, reverse engineer that to, um, setting a, uh, an appointment with yourself. So putting it on your calendar, what time of the day, setting a specific routine for that mm-hmm. thing that you're going to do, um, getting well, something specific. you can measure yeah. something, you know, yeah. Specifics are, are key. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Making them, if you do, um, well, we were just talking about this with nutrition and working out. If you say, okay, I'm going to eat on plan. I'm going to do this and I'm going to work out and I'm going to do your brain already because of previous experiences gives up. It'll be like, well, I, I'm not going to get it all done. So I'm not going to do any of it. Right. So again, going back to those small attainable specific goals, something, you know, you can achieve that will build the grit mindset that you're looking for to get the next step and the next step. If you know you can do one push for five seconds mm-hmm. to get that baby out. <laughs> exactly. You can do a little bit more. Okay. So I've got a tough question for us that I personally need help with at okay. times. <clears throat> so, you know, we talk a lot about nutrition and mm-hmm. working out and I feel like those are specifics. We can measure that. Yeah. It's easier to, yeah. But relationships mm. specifically, yeah. spouses, yeah. husbands, ladies, and maybe there's some husbands listening. So how yeah. you can apply this to your wives, but how, how do you change the mindset of, you know, I, I try to remember back when Greg and I were first dating and he could hardly do anything to annoy me. Oh yeah. I, I mean, know. gosh, those were fun days. I didn't care that, you know, I didn't, there was the tone there was no tone from either one of us we were just happy to be with each other and not that I'm suggesting that you know oh how do you get the butterflies back Mm -hmm. but how would you suggest um this is kind of a a new goal that I have for this year I'm just really trying to check myself before Mm -hmm. I speak or react at times so um what would you suggest in marriages of how do we be kinder to yeah, one another? Yeah. Well, and change the mindset towards your person, your, your spouse or the person in your life. Just a little bit of back, like talking how your brain works. It creates rivers, right? It creates trenches that your brain will always go to that easy path of least resistance. You've, you've created a habit to react to your spouse in a certain way. So you're going to do that unless you 
put a detour in. So one of mm. the things... Um, That's a good visual. Yeah, you, you have to change the direction of that thought pattern. So setting another goal, maybe a personal goal. So one of the things, we went to the marriage retreat, um, and one of the things is like making that intentional once a week, once a week connection. It could be sitting, it doesn't have to be going out on a date or anything because, you know, kids and crazy mm -hmm. and all the things, but once a week schedule time to sit one-on-one -on -one with your spouse and just talk or watch something or do something together. I think setting goals, mini goals, especially if, I mean, John and I have had, it's been a long road and we're still working on. How, how many years have you guys been married? We've been married 23. It'll be 24 in February. Nice. So a long time to build some good habits and a lot of bad habits towards <laughs> each other. But um, once a week scheduling the time, once a month scheduling a date, and then like once a year scheduling time away nice. from your family. Yeah. But going back to, for me, it is goals because I don't tend to be like, yeah, honey, we should sit down and have some one-on-one -on -one time together. Um, sounds great. I'm not that person, you know, by nature, just because right. I'm in pattern. Like, let's get it done. Let's do it. Like, we got chores to do or we've yeah. got. So writing that goal down, I want spending, I want to spend one night a week, 10 minutes a night or 10 minutes with John. And actually that's changed. And now our goal is to work out in the morning. Nice. No, it comes back to working out, but. Well, it's something that you really enjoy yeah. doing. So yeah. there is that. Yeah. So that and um, figuring out ways to change. I mean, I'm also a special ed teacher. So mm -hmm. changing behavior patterns, it really requires you to identify what it, what it is you want to change and then put in a replacement, like smoking or anything else, putting in a replacement behavior. What are you going to do when that thing comes up? So it could be even like marking on your hand when you come, like for me, I come home and I'll be, I'll be like, what did you, what'd you do today? Where are the dishes, the laundry? You know, we have kind of a reverse yeah. partnership, but it might be marking on my hand like a heart is my cue to like say something nice oh, when I come, good. come home. That's so, really good. Yeah. I don't know if that helps, but. Yeah, maybe maybe a tattoo. Yeah, maybe, maybe a tattoo, maybe right on the forehead or eye. I, so today, something I did stopped um, and I, John and I, John used to call me and leave messages, you know, back in the old days when we left messages for people. Mm -hmm. And he used to sing the Stevie Wonder, you know, I just called to say I love you. Oh. Well, I did that today. Something totally out of my norm. But I had. Did some, you sing it? I did sing it <laughs> nice. on the message, and of course he didn't hear. I had to text him to say, "Did you listen to your message?" Oh, that is that. If, if that is not a sign of today's technology, <laughs> but doing something a little bit out of the ordinary to change my thought patterns, because yeah. changing mindset requires you to do things that are hard or not, not your norm, go out of your way, so that you can change you know, your thought patterns yes. and processes and stuff. I think I've mentioned it before on maybe a previous podcast, but um, years ago, um, a pastor in Yakima that I had um, listened to, he was talking about basically changing behavior. Mm -hmm. And the older we get, really the more permanent mm -hmm. and set the blueprint mm -hmm. of the map of our brain and our reactions and how yeah. we respond is so much more difficult to change long term yeah. you know so, that we can you know change it for a period of time but that we can it we naturally fall back yeah. into maybe those rivers like that's what it, your your brain will go there because mm -hmm. it's subconscious it's like tying your shoes muscle memory yeah it remembers that so it 
people are like, why am I not getting this? I've been doing this for this long. And you just have to remember, I mean, think about a baby walking. Mm-hmm. Takes an entire year, 15 months, sometimes two years to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. Think about feeding themselves or all these things. And we, as you know, we get older, we expect, well, we're just going to get it and we're going to change it. And we're going to, it doesn't work like that. Right. And it, it's okay to accept it. Have some grace share with your accountability people and say, Hey, this is what I'm working on. It doesn't have to be exercise. It could be personal things. Like I just said, spending time with my husband, Mm -hmm. like I'm glad now that you know that. So you can check in with me. Like, are you making that intentional time and it give yourself some grace, have people around you that love you and who will be honest with you. And, and have you started seeing a difference since you have been more intentional towards him and oh yeah I, I would we both have seen things have spiked up over the holidays that's gonna happen yeah there's definitely old patterns that are still there but um we can we've been able to let go of things a lot quicker recover that's huge yeah say say things in a different way um he's he's corrected himself approaching me about a couple things and I've done the same and so it's going to be a slow That's process, but it, and I just want to share it with anybody listening who's struggling in their marriage. And you, I don't know, maybe you tuned into this episode for something else, but your marriage, if you're struggling, like we have, you know, for years, I mean, at least 10 years of our marriage, which is a long time to create some really negative thought mm-hmm. patterns. You have to be willing to fail to, um, put in work to look at yourself in the mirror and say, it's not just the other person. There's all these things that I need to take ownership for and, and really focus on yourself because in the long run, you're the only one you can control. You're the only mind that you can change. And, um, if you do those things and focus on yourself, the ripple effect will happen when you give love, you get love. When you give, you know, patience and kindness you get it in return and um, no I totally agree again as I mentioned before um Greg is my um second marriage and my first marriage you know it's kind of easy for me to justify there was infidelity Mm -hmm. and you know I could be the the victim and I was devastated and hurt but uh it I did recognize after time and and some healing that you know the infidelity didn't just it didn't just accidentally happened one day and that I played a huge part in our marriage as well. And I really would like to think that unfortunately going through that broke that time of brokenness and that hardship, but it has helped Mm -hmm. my marriage with Greg because uh, it was devastating. And I do recognize when I could be belittling and disrespectful Mm -hmm. and, I care too much about my husband to create that kind of a relationship. Right. right. And then we're affecting their mindset on us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just take a moment to say, if I don't by any means think that you can just change your mindset by yourself. If you're in some really deep negative thought patterns, it is important to reach out and possibly get counseling and and get the help. I still need counseling because there's some things from my childhood and from the way I was raised that I still have to work through. So I, I don't want anyone to think like, oh, you can just change your mindset. Just get on the, you know, bandwagon and read a book and you'll mm-hmm. be all better. It takes a lot of time, energy and effort. And, um, so, you know, reach yes. out, help, 
ask well, for. Well, God created us to be in community yeah. with one another. And I know that that looks different for everybody. I mean, being an introvert or an extrovert is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But also being a part of the body of Christ is a biblical yeah. thing. Jesus called us to be the body together to help one another. So having relationships and if you're not a part of a church and I know it's a crazy time Mm -hmm. still, and you know, we can, uh, many people still watch remotely, which I'm so thankful that we have that technology now. But again, it is so important to have um, healthy relationships yeah. that can build up one another. Yeah. And and sometimes just, you know, you think of Job and his friends just mm-hmm. sat with him, having people that yeah. don't have to fix it, but can just support yeah. you. So I want to know, though, what's your biggest challenge with your own mindset? What's the thing mm. that you're like, man, if I could just get past that way of oh. thinking or that, you know. You know, the... I've always been pretty goal oriented and almost prided myself Mm -hmm. on it at times. And again, going through my divorce was really hard. Um, But then again, I I pressed into God. So just like he, he, and he was present and I even miss that time of brokenness at times because of my reliance on God. But then about almost now, five years ago, no, four years ago, um, I went through breast cancer and I, when I first found out, I, I remember telling my kids, okay, it's all right. This is just another opportunity for me to show my faith. Well, and about that time I was going, we were having uh, some hard times with my youngest Mm -hmm. son who was going through in high school. And again, you know, teenager and even though we had ones before every child is different and I know all your moms and dads recognize that um but I think he was also dealing with things watching mom go through but I I didn't represent God Mm -hmm. during all of these years as well as I could have I mean there were times I was just unhealthy or I just try to find ways to just push it aside and uh, uh yeah. Find so, some other medicine. Exactly. You know, whatever it is. Yes. Ignoring yes. it or, yeah. So, um, what was, I, I feel Just like what, I veered off. What of, do you have struggles with, with your own mindset? Yeah. So that's times, where yeah. I have struggled. And so this year I was just talking to, um, a, a leader of mine actually that, this year, I'm really focus on, focusing on getting healthy spiritually, mentally, and physically. Mm-hmm. And I really do. It almost makes me emotional. I, we all, we always, we feel better when we're better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wake up yeah. better. I look forward to creating. I look forward to planning. Yeah. I look forward to my relationships and that I don't have to fix everything and that everything isn't my fault. And yeah. We all understand mom guilt. And yeah. when we were going through those times with my son and everything isn't like all of a sudden great. Yeah. But trusting that I can't fix everything. Right. I can love him mm-hmm. to the best of my ability. Um, but just really, again, trusting in God. If I believe in God's word, which I do, mm-hmm. then show it. Yeah. My actions yeah. need to show it. Yeah. So yeah. that's where my struggles have been. And that's kind of, I, I, I am truly excited about this year yeah. and what God me has too. for me. Me too. I, for me, it's definitely, um, blame. I mean, I've had a, with all the stuff we went through with addiction, with, um, my, my 
family before I ever got married, but also then with John and through our marriage, like it's easy to blame. It is so easy to say, this isn't happening because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. And I've seen it in my kids because they saw me blaming him during our really hard times. And so I, I, that will get into my mind. Like, well, if you only did this, we did that, or this would happen. So I have to check myself and, and give some little like cues or, or post-its or things like that so that I stop because Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter whose fault anything is right. It just matters how you respond. Right. And I, you know, I teach servant leadership and I teach love, patience, kindness, you know, it's basically the fruits of the spirits with a little bit different. And I want to model that. I don't want to just teach it. And that's, that's also where things switched for me when I started taking kind of control. Like, I don't want to just talk about this stuff. I want to be doing this stuff. And when I, that post today um, about living a godly life, like, I don't want to just talk about it. I want this, you know, and this just came from that marriage retreat too. I want people to see in my life. Yes. God. Yes. Me too. I want them I to want see to him. be the best representative yeah. that I Not, can be. And the, the words of act godlike or act, you know, do what Jesus does or live like Jesus, like that, it becomes cliche. Yep. We, and I don't want it to be cliche. I want to strive to be godly and people to see that. So blaming and take, pointing the finger, looking at my own plank and trying to really identify my role in the situation. That's the area of mindset I am just constantly right now working on because it drives me nuts when I see it in my kids. Like we're not doing the blame game here. Like I don't want to model it and I don't want to see it. I want to be a, just take responsibility, move forward. Yeah. I, I love it. So Well, I think that we've talked a lot about mindset and I do want to leave though with a few recommendations because I do think personal development, it might be the Bible for you. I will be 100% transparent. Just, and I I don't like the word using just, but reading the Bible alone for me to start with wasn't where I needed Mm -hmm. to start. I needed something that was going to convict me to examples uh, that were happening in my own life and in my own mind. And then now I can actually see those in the Bible. So I do encourage you to read the Bible or get on the New Testament 365, um, jump in because it's so easy to catch up if you haven't. But some things, some recommendations that I have are um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. That is really good. You just said the power of positive thinking. Um, Mini Habits, and I, I don't have the authors for all of these, but Mini Habits is such a great one to just start really small and start somewhere. Um, I'm reading right now, master your mindset by Colin, uh, Henderson, which is incredible. I do have to give an example before we leave from that book. Um, and one other thing, getting something, some personal development that you connect with and making yourself a priority. God thinks you are amazing. Mm. He thinks you're number one. So you think it and believe it too. But I, I know I'm talking a lot. Sorry, no, you're going long winded here. So I'm reading this book, Master Your Mindset, and he is a w, former WSU player, and he talks about all these things. This is the power of mindset. These couple examples. So they did these studies on people um, working out and trying to build muscle and all this stuff. So the one group of people had a workout routine, exercising with weights, all these things. They gained 30% muscle mass. They had a, the other group visualize their workout. All they did was visualized it. 
they gained 13.5% muscle mass and maintained it. It's incredible. Gaining muscle they, mass. So I'm confused. Did they, they work out? They did not work out. Do you hear me? They did not <laughs> work out. They visualized every, every, the routine in their head. Another example they did with free throws. So there's a group. They did the baseline. Everybody did free throws. They got their baseline. One group practiced an extra hour a day. One group didn't practice at all. And the third group visualized took themselves through the process of making the free throws. The group that didn't practice, surprise, they didn't improve. Second group that practiced one hour a day, they improved by 24%. The third group that visualized increased by 23%. Wow. They visualized themselves making the shot. That is the power of your mind. You know, that is huge. That is so interesting. Again, flashback to, um, I did Taekwondo as an adult <clears throat> with my dad actually. And I was so excited when I got to the point where I could break boards mm. um, with kicks. Can you, or can you imagine? I, I'm like watching. I want to see Stacy break. Uh, some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were times when definitely you hit the board and it's ow. Nothing it doesn't happens. break. But the way that they teach you is you have to visualize mm -hmm. in your mind your hand on the other side that you're going to hit the wall. You're not going to hit the board. You're going to. You want to punch, punch the wall. Mm. And when you actually break the board, it doesn't hurt at right. all. Uh, but that is the only yeah. way. Because if you didn't, if your mind stopped at the board, you wouldn't break it. Your body it. stops. It. Yes. yes, it's huge. And I only experienced visualization a little bit in high school. We had uh, my my uh, English teacher, mentor, I still stay in touch with him today. He took us through visualizations for track. But I didn't really understand them. And I honestly haven't done them. You know, I, I tried, I'm like, and you, you talk about meditation and like, oh gosh, for me, it sounds tedious. But as much as I love mindset and reading these books and seeing these examples, and there's so, so many, like, that's one thing I want to um, visual. I want to do that, practice that more this year for my faith. Mm -hmm. I want to visualize myself reading and praying and, and doing things that are, are, for God, you know, visualizing myself being that godly, like mom, wife, whatever. Uh, and the power that, it, you know, I just gave you some sports examples or working out, but it works throughout your entire life. Whatever you want, manifest it, visualize it, see yourself doing it because when you can see it, you can do it. I love it. Yeah. So that's all we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, we could talk, go on and on, but our next topic will air on Wednesday, January 26th. We will be getting real about women in leadership. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was fun.